This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta where we are all in the studio for the first time I don't know since in 2 years. Yeah, it's so nice to have a guest. Really in the nice. studio. Yeah. We've it's had nice guests. Nice to see the, the guest. <laughs> so, I shall leave you hanging suspense as to who the guest is, but first let me introduce <laughs> the people who are here. Manisha Pandey. Hello. Mehraj Lone hello from the news laundry family then let me introduce those who are not here our managing editor raman kripal is on leave he shall be back in 2 weeks uh, so until then we will not have him on the hafta because he doesn't want to be disturbed because he hasn't taken a complete switch off break in a very long time who we do have as a guest today who is one of the most fantastic investigative journalists in the country josie joseph hi josie hi are you double vaccinated half vaccinated yeah but you are very confidently walking into offices and all and <laughs> coming all over huh there is no option now <laughs> <laughs> no option so i'll uh, give you a brief intro of josie although i'm sure many of you already know who josie is and then we'll tell you about his book he is an investigative journalist who has won several awards among the investigative stories he has published is the adarsh apartment scam the naval war room leak uh the several aspects of the commonwealth game scandal that he had covered the 2g spectrum allocation scam of course and many corruption and nepotistic government decisions that have been under his scrutiny the prem bhartia trust elected him india's best political reporter of 2010 for his scoops and revelations which include a list of scams that have become familiar names in the political lexicon in july 2013 the ramnath goenka foundation run by indian express awarded him the journalist of the year in print media he is also the author of feast of vultures and now the book lying in front of me is a book called the silent coup a history of india's deep state so josie uh, by the way we will be holding a special virtual book signing session with josie for subscribers we will keep you posted on that we'll probably do that next month josie what is this book about thank you abhi <laughs> so yeah i mean you know this book is about how Uh, India has developed Indian political class has developed a very unique way of subverting Indian democracy which is that uh, unlike Bangladesh Pakistan or many other countries where uh, military and military tanks have subverted democracy our political class has kept the military under strong check because they realize and they know that this demand if it is let out it will never go back Indian politicians uh, know that uh, military if you let the military demon out it will devour everything so they have kept the indian polit- uh, military under very strong check through bureaucratic and su- sometimes very absurd checks while appropriating the rest of the security establishment the non military arm the police the cba the enforcement directorate and the tax people and others to subvert democracy and to terrorize its own people people so they have converted this 4 uh, 4 5 million of the government salaried people into the stormtroopers for the political executive uh, and and these people whether it's members of uh, police cbi ed income tax whatever they are reassured by the past that they would they would never be held uh, accountable for their actions as long as they are loyal to the masters political masters in power that's what internal emergency showed after indira gandhi's time because even though congress got voted out indira gandhi had to sit out Uh, very few of the bureaucrats and police officers who went uh, and carried out the mad agendas got punished in fact as we know people like jagmohan uh, and others have went on to flourish in their careers so the reassurance that they would never be held accountable has further added uh, strength to the brown shirts that's a very interesting thesis i find in fact we will be discussing 
uh, aspects of this thesis and specific instances of this that Josie would have included in his book. But that is after the headlines. So the headlines this week, CBI ED can't keep SWAT hanging over accused. That's what the Supreme Court has said. A Muslim bangle seller was assaulted on Sunday in Madhya Pradesh's Indore city by a group of men. The video of this went viral. The Indore police has arrested uh, the accused and also the victim, Taslim Ali, on charges of sexual harassment. We have a very detailed story on this by Pratik, so you can read it. Activist Umar Khalid has argued before a Delhi court that the police relied on a trimmed video clip tweeted by a Bharatiya Janata Party leader, Amit Malviya, and aired by news channels for its first information report against him. So this is basically a toolkit now. Amit Malviya tweets something, Republic picks it up and then Delhi police files a case. The Uttar Pradesh government withdrew 77 cases related to the 2013 Muzaffar Nagar riots without providing reason. Senior advocate Vijay Hansaria, amicus curiae in the matter, informed the Supreme Court. The Delhi police said they have arrested Hindu army chief Sushil Tiwari for allegedly shouting inflammatory slogans calling for violence against Muslims at Jantar Mandar. A court in Delhi on Saturday rejected the anticipatory bail application of one of the accused in the Jantar Mandar hate slogan case. The NIA has submitted 17 draft charges against the 15 accused in the Bhima Koregao case. Interestingly, or maybe not, the charges do not mention any plot to assassinate Prime Minister Narendra Modi. This was a major accusation against those jailed in the case and the media ran with it for a very long time. India might be entering the endemic stage, says WHO Chief Scientist Somya Swaminathan. Which basically means that we learn to live with it even though we will not get rid of it. Hasn't the world entered it? But like, I, I haven't that? been doing that, I don't know. But <laughs> like, maybe, I don't know. maybe we'll, we'll go WHO back to normal. So. Hmm. Union Minister Narayan Rane was granted bail by a court in Maharashtra's Mahad city. This was hours after his arrest for a comment about slapping Uddhav Thakre, the chief minister of Maharashtra. Yeah, and there was, there was a huge ladai between Shiv Sena and interesting BJP. coverage of that. In fact, we can discuss that also part of the silent coup. A woman from Uttar Pradesh who had accused BSP member of parliament of rape died this week. She and her friend uh, set themselves ablaze at the Supreme Court in a very dramatic turn of events. Her friend died soon after and she died, I think, two days ago. And we have a report on this Yeah, you can read a very detailed report on this. Indian photojournalist Danish Siddiqui was killed after he was left behind with two soldiers of the Afghan Special Forces while others in the same group retreated. This is according to a Reuters investigation into Danish's killing, which we can discuss in detail. Meanwhile, Tolo News journalist uh, who was beaten by Taliban while reporting in Kabul was killed in translation. There were... uh, (laughs) Yeah was uh, some mistranslation about them being beaten up. Uh, Twitter translated as him yeah, as him being killed and it was carried some, all some, over. Some news organizations carried out as killed, yeah, yeah. but it was actually beaten. And then the journalist just clarified himself on Twitter that, no, I'm not dead. And and this whole lack of accountability of every, you know, democratically elected arm of government using the agencies of private militia, which has come to head now in, let's take the Maharashtra case, Narayan Rane, who said in a speech in, Mara- in Marathi, basically what he said was that Apparently, at a press conference or during a speech, Uddhav Thakri turned around and said, how many years has it been? Independence, I think he was saying where it's 75 or 70 or 72, you know, where it's 74th year or 75th year in that whole thing. Yeah. 74, but 75th year. I don't know what he was trying to clarify. So he said that if I was there, I would have slapped him. That he doesn't even know when we got independence. So, of course, you say that to a Thakri who is, who is the head of an organization that came up with goon power of which Narayan Rane was one of their primary Navratan goons. That was his basically claim to fame. That's that, I mean, so many profiles you see. So now Maharashtra police is being used as 
so they have now the thing is he happened to be in maharashtra so they you know arrested him and he got bail now imagine if he was in delhi and which you've discussed right now and other state government starts saying you know we have this power as soon as let's say amitsha comes to our state to inaugurate a dam arrest him after filing the fir they say that we will arrest your people we will arrest i mean it it can so once you take it up to that notch which modi shah have done what stops other state governments from doing the same see others have been doing it actually if you if you to be academically honest and to be fair to modi and amit shah this is a congress formula which we saw in kashmir we saw in punjab we saw oh, in right, punjab of course we, we saw in manipur north the sector in fact punjab i handled i mean looked at extensively where uh, you know the all the disappearances that happened there i mean so we have a template out there and the we, congress cannot uh wish away the absolve past themselves, absolve yeah. themselves right so modi shah is not doing anything new actually so so that is why uh, when i say the silent quit is not about today i'm saying that this has been happening for last several decades and and uh, mind you in punjab even today we don't know how many people have really disappeared in hmm. kashmir we still don't know how many have disappeared and this is the only democracy where you have torture chambers and interrogation centers across the landscape of this country which you have also spoken about in your book yeah against your own people which democracy allows your police force to have interrogation centers in kashmir in fact i pointed out that palaces have yeah. been converted to interrogation centers yeah. and interrogation centers have been converted papa, to family homes of and uh, such names papa 1 papa and papa 2 yeah, they were called true so i there is a there is a uh, scene that i have captured from bombay bombay ats has got a torture chamber and uh, when you enter the chamber uh, there are this industrial belts kept usme likha hua hai ki that sach bolne wala patta i mean the, the the belt that tells the truth posters saying that idhar what is it gunga bhi matlab gunga bhi bolta hai even idhar gunga bhi bolta hai and i mean this is not democracy this is in not bombay ats in bombay has this office and 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 i have named police officers who were torturing this person you you go to the i mean i'm saying you step on any aspect of india's war on terror india's uh, security establishment it is tragic comedy actually so in in bangalore we used to all the big cases of the last 20 years from telgi karim telgi's case on fake stamp duty cases to sister abia murder in kerala etc etc all of it had uh, narco test as a very important hinge point uh, important fulcrum in the investigation and those over a thousand narcotics were conducted by a lady called dr malini hmm. she turned out to be a fraud she forged your certificates to become the narco doctor and and what happened to all the evidence that she created and in fact i recall one narcotics that she conducted where he wants somebody to admit that five terrorists came to his house so he wouldn't accept so she pulled her ears and said that char ke baad kya aata bola ki panch aata hai to panch mil gaya na What? So you edited that together. Crazy. Together. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, she asked him, uh, "Who is your president?" "Bole ki Pradeep Patel." Pulled the ears and said that, "Tell me, Simi, president's name." So bole naam swar swar or the naam she did is. That is a crudeness of India's war on terror and their security establishment. If the reforms don't happen, if we don't bring these beggars under police uh, accountability, they will, like many of you and me and all of us, we will continue to be harassed and hounded. So. we don't know for example we don't know what is efficacy of cbi or enforcement directorate what whatever we know is that for example there is an internal cbi study done years ago where an ips officer pointed out the real effective conviction rate of cbi is just 3% yes we have read that hmm. yeah now then we, then why do you have cbi if you are there to convict only 3% of the people hmm. that the local police can do or nobody we don't need police then right <laughs> right we will just be a society without police so i am saying the crisis is far deeper 
and and crisis is beyond uh, modi and shah crisis is is now threatening the democracy that is why i'm calling it the silent coup but then we're assuming that the courts are not in the same sort of system that josie is talking about where they do things no, which are favorable saying, there's for a danger them. also i'm saying it's it's it goes both ways net net yeah, is it more is dangerous I, or is it so are the courts more corrupt in that sense are you saying you're saying that there be there more ho- there's more hope from the supreme court to do at least something right then a police Not just or a CBI court, they, or any, I mean, they could be no. I think I lower courts are quite. I mean, we don't know the kind of things that happen in lower courts. They're even more dangerous than Supreme Court. At least it's in scrutiny. But some of the trial court level judgments that come out they're very scary. And I, I mean, I'm I'm not for. In some cases, yeah. But I don't think the courts have given us much hope in the past few years. In key cases of uh, whether it's press freedom or even Kashmir, where they refuse to listen to the petition, I don't think. there's any hope in terms of judicial overreach for me But for me even, like i don't see it as a corrective i see them more as another part of the that's even more dangerous for the simple reason that they are even more unaccountable than the Please. elected representatives mm. at least like every 5 years you can turn them out like theoretically at least in the the way they have designed the like the with the collegium system and everything when I mean, it's almost impossible to hold anybody to account right and the other problem is because i mean like manisha said they come from the same society from same power structures the if you see their decisions for example like the simple cases reservation for example i mean it was such a good idea to begin with but they have made a mockery of that including the supreme court the same when it comes to human rights when it comes to the uh, habeas corpus petitions for example what's happening in kashmir people are rotting in jail for 20 30 years why because the courts just aren't interested and like you said it uh, josies if you had written a similar book on the judiciary you would have had a contempt notice yeah, by now you can't even write a book yeah. on that. you can't even say that they are corrupt or that they are benefiting or that they're you know what is your view in any way compromised you know there is another aspect to it which is again part of my argument about the silent coup because uh, uh, if you look at judiciary the way judges are being beaded out at high court level or below that for their lack of political ideological alliances or the way rumors that you hear of judges being eavesdropped upon their dirty secrets being used to bend and break them and and some of the judgments that have come out all tell us that if you let these unaccounted non military arm of this state to be allowed as you know the 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 brown shirts of the establishment then the judiciary can come under more stress and strain and blackmail or whatever you want to call it So one aspect, uh, the two aspects to this. One is obviously like, as a news person, how do you approach a story like this? Like for example, the story you are talking about when it came. So we went through the story, and you have like, if you have been in the business for that long, you know there's that how people talk, what you write, what you don't write, and you say, okay, this doesn't work out. What there's no support for this. There's no support for this. But you know that you are in a conflict zone. There are only certain people you can talk to, right? In that context, for example, the other side is Taliban. You can't talk to them, right? So you only rely on. I mean, you can talk to the military also, police also, but they're pa- they're like a party to the conflict. So their version isn't that reliable. So you go to the next best source, who in that case is the people there. Now, because of the kind of society that is, those people are also partisan. If it's a, for example, a village sarpanch, village leader, he is there because he is on the side of the government in that case. 
so how believable is he so you try to piece these things together and come up with a there are a lot story. of judgment calls yes this happened but make sure to say this is according to this this person this is according to this this person this part we can't verify that is one part but i mean that's everybody does it whoever is in a newsroom the second part is that media is the most important tool of propaganda right so if you see in this case for example i mean you don't need to tell anybody that taliban are a very brutal and very oppressive organization that part is there but other than that if you look at it every single thing i mean the western media for example is going mad indian media obviously the less said the better every single thing is a propaganda just yesterday for example every single um, like even respectable channels i think not sure about ndtv india today and others they carried these videos from egypt and uh, somewhere else saying this is the fighting happening in panjshir and pointing out this is the taliban guy dying this is this guy and those are old videos why because they i mean taliban is a demon so they have to talk about the panjshir people the ahmad shah masood why because they are the resistance fight again this is another propaganda point if you technically right now in afghanistan taliban is the resistance so the people they are fighting ahmad shah masood's son the they the established amrullah saleh is the was the vice president hmm. taliban hasn't been recognized officially yet he was the vice president president fled so he is technically the president of afghanistan right now how is he the resistance person you see these uh, american media western media flooded with and these pictures and also the black and white of you know the, the northern alliance was you know the uh, king bear bears like in fact you only much of it you only told me then i read up about it if you see some of the allies they are as brutal as the taliban the entire society they, you know some of the brutal. stuff that they've done for example these abdurashid dostam who is now being like built up as this great like resistance there is not a atrocity that he or his forces have committed they with a gun by the way yeah yeah that and you saw his that palace is created yes, yes. like poppy palaces they're called yeah see so, you know uh, in danishus uh, tragic death i have two big takeaways on it one is that i think reuters made a criminal mistake whatever may be the reason reuters had no 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 duty no reason to send its colleagues whether it's reporters journalists you can say anything that they are the first drafters of history etc into a war zone where you were not even sure that the chaps are going to be winning the battle so when we as crime reporters young reporters when we went to we were first sent to cover uh, protests political protests we were always told to stand behind the police line you know why because the tear gas is always thrown at the protesters mm-hmm. so that your eyes don't get hurt i i think that basic elementary journalistic ethics reuters forgot when letting danish go that's one the second thing which i find very uh, very true is that danish was at the peak of his career he had done probably the most brilliant i don't know any other photographer at least from this region who has had such a brilliant run for a decade and success is a very strange friend to have and and you know all of us if we sit back we will realize that when we do something really impressive you want to do something better tomorrow and danish was pushed by that desperation to something bigger than what he has done till date and i think that became a trap in his life we have gone through it i have gone through it in many cases so in fact i have had people asking including from my family say why do you have to write this book today why can't you wait for 3 4 years you know after bodhi goes away like but that's how human beings are you know the pursuit of happiness is a very relative thing for danish the pursuit of happiness a purpose and happiness were in doing a, a more risky photograph mm-hmm. it's a very and, and 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 i think reuters fell for it 
Okay guys we are announcing a fellowship it's called the News Laundry IDP fellowship which is the India data portal uh journalists from all over the country across languages outlet medium are eligible to apply the link is below in the show notes or you can check out our website and you can just follow the buttons for the fellowship uh it is for journalists who want to report from the ground and also use data from the Indian data portal it is very good for young journalists because it just gives you and and we will not give 2 3000 rupees that are paid this fellowship will give enough resources for you to do a good job it is a fantastic way to make a portfolio so i recommend you apply for this and tell others who can as well we have yet another news laundry sena project we have two new laundry sena projects actually one is mapping the maharashtra flood which is filling up slower than others so clearly there are very few people from maharashtra who are subscribers because other you know nl sena projects fill up much faster and the kashmir ki kahani comic book it was one of our most successful projects that we had done when we had just started news laundry now we are going to turn it into a full blown comic book and now because news laundry has a wonderful part in the team who is from kashmir we have added almost 20 pages to it uh, mehraj 25 pages so that 25 pages because a lot has happened since in the last 9 years so if you contribute to that you'll actually get a copy of the book once it's published uh, and of course please do contribute to mapping the maharashtra flood because Tanishka and Pratik are going to map the devastation in the Konkan region and as we know the Maharashtra flood wreaks havoc every year and this year it has this time it killed over 200 people so do please contribute because if you don't 
it'll be the governments whether it is yogi ji's government whether it's thakre's government whether it's modi ji's government and lately full page ads have been coming out arvind kejriwal very clever ones like double fold and all that very elaborate and of course we don't get any of that because we depend on you and unless you pay for journalism journalism will only serve those who support it through ads which are governments and we don't want that because then it's not journalism it's pr all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel 